0: Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond, alongside me, Rachel Burford. Was well, another exciting week in the world of women's rugby. Just the two of us this week, but a semi-precious podcast. See what I've done there? Reviewing the uh, Alliance Premier 15 semi-finals. Of course, Harlequins against Wast, Saracens against Upper Lightning. We've got news from all over the world, from Uganda and Mexico and a bit of sevens in there as well. Another busy week. It's episode 79 of the Women's Rugby Pod. So how are you, Berth? Week, weekend off. Mm, not
1: sure it was a weekend off. We had training on Saturday. Did so we, you? Yeah, of course we were.
0: <laughs> full, full on?
1: Uh, yeah, just, I mean, we Six Nations. We haven't had the whole team together for a long time. So it was nice to, to roll in on to Saturday and we had a little bit of a barbecue in the rain after. Um, but, yeah, it was just nice for us to all have another session together and have a bit of a social after. Um, and, yeah, just keep preparing for, for the big game this Saturday.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, we'll get into that in just a moment or two. What else is going on in your in your world?
1: Well, just all eyes on semi-final to be honest johnny it's you know we know how important it is and the opportunity that we have in front of us so rugby wise it's all kind of focused in on that um got some of the girls rugby club camps coming up in a couple of weeks so busy planning and um, those and getting some of the other players involved in that so that's great we've got scars um, coming down to a couple of camps we've got shauna brown and we've got uh, marley packer so
0: good stuff good stuff uh, and we've got exciting news, haven't we? We announced it last week. We're now up and running and live. We've got a live podcast next week with uh, in association with uh, with Allianz. So basically, it's the the official final preview details, please, Rachel. Yes,
1: as you can see on the screen, uh, we're going to be going live next Wednesday on the 26th of May. Um, you can get your tickets on everbright.co.uk. And, yeah, we're going to have some guests from the finalists, whoever they may be. Um, and, yeah, let's get we're going to get stuck in to ask some questions and, and preview that big game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everbright.co.uk, uh, search Women's Rugby Pod. And, yeah, well, uh, guests from the two finalists who will that be be. let's get into that straight away then birth shall we let's uh have a look in depth at uh, your game harlequins against wasps let's uh let's look at your camp first not too many injuries you had sort of uh sarah beckett out but she's she's come back now what's the what's the physio room looking like busy oh it's always busy isn't
1: it a bit of tlc leading into big games Um, Yeah, look, we're in a good place. We've got our players available, which is great. We've, um, you know, we struggled this year without having quite a few injuries in and out of the squad. So it's really good to have everybody fit and up for selection and and pushing for places this weekend. And yeah, look, we're we're ready to take on Wasps. We know how much of a challenge it will be uh, for the full game. They've, they've had some brilliant form this season. And, and if you allow them to play, then, you know, it's going to be a really tough day at the office. So we're going to try and make sure that we don't allow that to happen.
0: Where are you? Because that's, that's just, I mean, you, I don't know who's done your media training, but that is straight back, right back at the bowler, just nerdling a sort of Jeffrey boycott type reply. <laughs> Where are you going to win the game, Rachel Burford? Scoring more points. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? (laughs) I can't give away. Blood out out of a stone this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Blood out of a stone. Um, What are the key battle areas?
1: Well, like any game, the breakdown area will be massive um, and possession, looking after the ball and and taking opportunities. And we've done that plenty of times this season, but we've also been on the other side of it this season as well. So, yeah, it's... you know, there's a couple of areas that we're going to have to be really squeaking clean on, discipline. We know that what Meg Jones can do in that side. And, um, yeah, we don't want to be easily punished by giving away being, you know, loose with our discipline around the
0: pitch. Where do you think you have the edge over, Wasps?
1: Uh, look, our pack is outstanding. And when we get into areas of the gold zone, you know, in that 22, they are a formidable force that is really really hard to stop and you know historically speaking with players after the game from Wasps, they they're like oh, when your pack just get the ball you know it's really hard for us to to try and stop them so i think you know we we do have that edge over them in the in the in the pack
0: tight game last time out but um it's two wins was it 2019 it maybe certainly right and then early in the season it was 31 something.
1: Yeah, our, our, I think that, our right. first game was against Wasps and it was a way to them. Of course,
0: and yeah, because the first one was first that, game, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah, they scored that really early um, try, didn't they? Down the, on the outside, Ellie killed done in the first sort of, five minutes, I think. And then we kind of managed to, to run away with it. But the second game certainly a lot closer. So, you know, we're, we're not, you know, thinking that this game's going to be easy or that it's going to be a runaway. I expect it's going to be, you know, a tight, tight encounter and it's going to be those small margins that it comes down
0: to. Uh, it, it may be a, a slightly obvious question, but be fair to go into this game having lost the last two or won the last two. Is there extra motivation because you have lost those two or is that a psychological edge you not shut them out early doors and the, 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 the worries and the doubts and the demons start to creep in for them?
1: Uh, I guess it, it can swing both ways, can't it? It can be that motivation to go, you know, what, well, this is our opportunity. We've been close. We know what we didn't do in that game to close it out and to win it. So we know how to beat them, um, you know, or or it's the other side of it. And it's, you know, winning becomes habit, but so does losing. So you have all those kind of psychological battles also going on. And, you know, ultimately it's it's who can manage that pressure on the day, their messages will be, look, there's no pressure on us. They're Harlequins. They've been finalists. They've got all of this. And, you know, they'll be thinking we've got nothing to lose. So when you go in that kind of mentality, then, you know, the gloves are off and anything can happen. So I'm sure they'll be having lots of chat about how they've had the opportunity to beat us and how they think that they can beat us. And, you know, like any side, you go into any game believing that you're going to win.
0: Nice. Clip that up, Sean. The gloves are off they think they can beat us just clip that up don't don't have the bits in between all the context um, and let's get that on <laughs> social media um so you obviously think Harlequins are gonna win um yeah I think I'm probably probably in that camp as well so what what for what for wasps then sevens girls back I, I, mean, I I'm only hearing this kind of 15th hand but I understand the sevens girls will be back for this but should they reach the final probably not available for that i mean don't don't quote me on it but they're, they're around this weekend
1: yeah i believe so um as you know we know that there was a, a sevens tournament at the weekend and as long as everybody came out of that okay then then we managed doing training this week and, and play at the weekend it will be a shame you know if, if any of the sevens players who are involved in the final can't be a part of that um because they're, they're hugely talented and you know, have a big impact on, on the games that are going to be played. Um, but yeah, we're we're hoping you know that we've got our sevens girls back. So Emily Scott's been in camp, and so's Chloe Rowley. So we're hoping to have those girls back involved. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tight one for sure.
0: Is it a simple question of just don't give Was the ball?
1: I think it's you can't give them loose ball. You can't give them. You know, Meg Jones, Ellie Kildan, yeah, know, yeah. you give them a little bit of space and they can really exploit it and really hurt you very quickly. Um, so, yeah, we've got to be really smart about where we play on the park and where we put the ball. We don't want to be kicking it down Ellie Kildun's throat to give her a free run-up um, to do what she wants to do. Um, so, yeah, it, I mean, it's not necessary we want to keep all the possession, but we just want to make sure we play in the right parts and, and we're not giving those three players, especially, the licence to to run and play in space.
0: Just, just, just a wider question: would, would it be good for the for the game? And obviously, your answer is probably going to come from the other semi final. But would it be good for the game to to not have a Harlequin Saracens final again? To to have somebody different in there?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what's really good for the game is these semi finals are not predictable like they have been in previous years. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're all sitting there believing that we can win those games, but they will be really tight. You know, both semi-finals, it's not going to be a runaway, which it has been in the past. It's kind of been tight for parts of it. And then by the end of the results of massively taking care of so I think, you know, Saracens last year against Ross to Hartbury, you know, I can't remember the scoreline, but it was in double figures and, and same with us with against Wasps again. So sorry, not last year, there's the year before outside of Covid. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i i think that's good for the game and you know even you know we've had so many different fixtures this year where teams have surprised they've been knocking on that placement to get into the top 4 um and i think this is the real start of a ultra competitive league next season where it won't be it won't be the two teams kind of you know marching all the way through the league at the top of the table
0: yeah, and I, and I think yeah, we we wanted to believe that the semi-finals in the past were were were, were going to be really competitive, um, and and I think yeah, the likes of, as you say, Gloucester, Harbury, and, and Wasps themselves as well, just kind of run out of steam. And but but I think that gap is is closed in terms of strength of depth and what have you. Um, so I think yeah, the, these are these are proper semi-finals, and I think yeah, yeah, my humble opinion opinion would be nice to have a different team in yeah, but. Uh, Ultimately, you're the best two teams in the final. Um, whether you agree with playoffs and all that kind of stuff, um, or not, but that's, that's, that's where it is. Um, Harlequins and, and Saracens have, have led the way most of the season. Um, that's not to say that if it was a wasp Loughborough Lightning final, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but let's lead on to Saracens in, the, uh, the reigning champs against Loughborough Lightning. Um, Let's look at the, uh, the contenders first, then Loughborough Lightning. I- I'm not sure we yet this season, or may even be once or twice seen their, their, their best, what Rhys Edwards thinks is their best 15 starting. I just don't think with, with injuries and international call ups, from my view, I don't think, and oh, that may be the same for lots of mm-hmm. other teams, but I just, I think if they put their best performance out of their best team, th- th- that there could be an upset. Yeah. But you
1: know, look at some of the fixtures that they've had against Saracens as well. You talked about that psyche, you know, they have lost at the death against them beforehand. So, you know, I'm sure Rhys will be doing a hell of a lot of work around closing games out and making sure, you know, those dying moments um, are managed better. But but I think you're right, you know, there could be an upset and you could say that about our game as well. And that's why these semi-finals are really something to be excited about because it is not going to be a predictable um, result for sure. And and like you said, lots of teams this season haven't had their full strength back. You know, Saracens are the same. They've had, you know, Bryony um, bottom and out, and now they're, those guys are back involved. And I think, you know, so to see teams go strength to strength, Against each other is exciting because you haven't seen that yet. Against uh, during the season, yet they've had really close games, narrow wins, and narrow losses. So, again, you know, we talk about how exciting our game is going to be, but that is equally just going to be as exciting as well.
0: Yeah. All that said, yeah, you know, if I had a pound to put on one team to to win the whole thing right now, I, I, I would I would go South because you don't you don't bet against them, and I I was lucky enough to to do the game. In the last round um, at Worcester, they were beating all tails up in most facets of the game. Still won the game quite easily because when they had those opportunities, they 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 took them and they have that ability just to put the foot on the pedal when when they need to. Um, and, and we've seen it time and time again, whether it be against Gloucester Harbury, against Worcester, against Loughborough, the dying moments of games, they pull stuff out of the bag. You have similar thoughts about them?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I've been on the receiving end of them doing that and yeah, they had big game players in big moments. You know, how many times does Marley Packer step up and score critical tries or make critical turnovers that then allows and puts their team in a position to take an opportunity. So yeah, they're, they're very good at turning at momentum to come back their way. They stay in the fight constantly and, um, And that's something that's, you know, you you can't coach those kind of things. That's the mentality. And that's um, something that they've had throughout the, you know, the last four or five years of the league. Um, and And that is something that you've got to try and break down as a side and, and not give them any of those kind of little small wins and, and those opportunities because they're, they're a massive confidence side. As soon as someone like Miley Packer gets a big turnover, that lifts all of them. As soon as somebody puts in a big tackle or makes a great run down, down the wing or and gets them back in front or Zoe slots a kick, that it just lifts the entire team. And I think when they play with confidence, they're one of the toughest teams to beat.
0: So Loughborough obviously being, being close, was it 29-24, Earlier in the season, um, and what was the other result between them? 29-38. It's not that close. Back in back in April, what do they need to do more of to beat Saras? what I mean, uh, again, I don't want to give away all your trade secrets, um,
1: <laughs> but just
0: just generally, what areas of the of the game do the do the bonus miss and all the rest of it? Are the Loughborough Lightning fans out there hoping that? Um, Loughborough can can do to Saracens to to get the W? I just, I probably
1: think, you know, where Saracens have always come out on top is, you know, that last 10, 15 minutes and how they play in that time. You've seen also Loughborough against other sides kind of lose the game in the last moments because maybe their game management is just not quite right or they're not playing in the right area or they're trying to play a little bit too much. And like you know, Helen Arona with all the experience she's had internationally as well this year, and and potentially are we going to see Emily Scarra in the backfield? That that can really suit them, and that can give them that that kind of management of the game and of the pitch, which could then you know keep Saracens out of those danger areas.
0: Nice, keep them turning back. Use the boots, and they go. I, Helen Arona and Emily Scara, two, two of the biggest boots going. Um, could could seriously put some pressure on and Yeah, they're, they're well coached and they're, they're, they're a smart side. Come on then, who's going to reach the final? Ooh. <sighs> See,
1: it's, it's like predictable to say Saris, isn't
0: it? Um... How about, yeah, I'll give you two answers then. One's head, one's heart. Was that even worse one? <laughs> <laughs> uh... <clears throat> head, you've got a bet with... You have got to bet with Saracens, right? You don't yeah, go against the champions
1: Yeah, they've tight games. They've been in high-pressure situations. They've won trophies, you know. And you know, Loughborough haven't haven't competed that hard, that that amount, in that kind of pressure with the team that they've had. Um, so I'm going to go with Saracens.
0: Going with Saracens, uh, and so Saris was final magic. <laughs> Those were the predictions. I'm predictable, aren't I, Let's be honest. Good stuff. So we are betting on a, well, a third rerun, isn't it, of the Alliance uh, Premier 15's final? Um, but yeah, we, we, neither of us would, would, would be surprised if it was uh, Waschlaf or any combination of the four. These are these are proper semi-final. Fans are back. Don't watch on telly, although it, of course it is on television. And if you can't get down, then please do watch on television. But support in the best way you can with your feet, um, and, and get down to get down to the stoop, get get up to the stone X, and, and go and watch some ruggers. Go and have a beer or two. Um, there'll be tremendous games of rugby. We we, we know that. Um, so yeah, get onto the South's website, get the Harlequins website, get your tickets there. If you can't do that obviously then uh, support with the with the remote control it's on the bt app i believe and they're both being streamed on the uh, the usual england rugby pages as well and social media so yeah great semi-final to look forward to and then an unbelievable final i suspect uh the week after which of course we will preview next week at our live show
1: Hi, I'm Lydia Thompson, and you're listening to the amazing world-class women's rugby pod.
0: Loads of other news outside of the UK, well, including the UK as well, to get you up to date with. Many of you may have seen the uh, the Rebel Invitational 7s up at uh, St George's Park, involving France, GB and Ireland. I, I could go through all the results, but it might, might be slightly dull. Basically, uh, France came out with four wins. GB with three wins and a draw. That draw coming against Ireland. Uh, and Ireland came away with a win over France. And that draw with Team GB. What did you make of it all berth? I mean, it, it, it some really positive sort of tones coming out of it. Girls just absolutely delighted to be back out there and playing as as, as a squad again.
1: Yeah, I think results aside, just seeing players get back to doing what they they love and the dream that they had—that was you know taken away from them however long ago now, where when their contracts were were taken—and so to to see them get together. And now put it into games. It, it was a great weekend to to watch. And I, I wanted there to be more games, if I'm honest. You kind of wanted to see how they would kick on and how some of the other players would play. You know, I don't know what their selection process was, but you saw lots of different combinations, lots of different players. I think they might have had some training games as well, like in between. So it, but it I don't know. I'm totally guessing there, but. So I think lots of opportunities for players to play and and yeah, I thought it was good. I think you saw lots of positives and then there's going to be obviously a lot of as as you always with these things there's going to be lots of other things to to um to work on as well
0: yeah i just, I' just hugely impressed by the, the whole movement and how it's reacted to to losing the contracts and or, or everything they're doing, their social media and, and, and all the rest of it is, is, is really high quality stuff. And, uh, you yeah, know, reporting the paper, was it Kate Rowan, I think, um, talking about equal pay, uh, and the first ones to, to kind of do that. I mean, it, it's bonkers to be kind of thinking that and, and saying that in 2021, isn't it? But I mean, utterly welcome.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And it was a really good article. And it just talks about the, the opportunity for that. And if it was, if it's going to be sustainable, um, but yeah, I think, you know, lots of players have put their hand up for, for the games and, you know, a couple of standout players for me, you know, Jazz Joyce and Rhoda Lloyd. I mean, you know, having those two players to roll on, roll off half time, get fresh pair of legs on, you know, they score from anywhere and from nothing. And you need game changers like that. That's something that, you know, in the past, watching England, they just don't have that kind of real, real raw electric sprinter pace. You know they have different types of of sprinters, but not not like that to those two in the calibre that they have. And uh, I thought Meg Jones stepped up every time she played. And you know I see, I see a captaincy in her um, for the Team GB job. I think you know she leads by complete example. She's an ultimate professional, and she actually puts her heart and her body on the line. So I'd be you know interested to see where where that goes and who that who who gets that armband.
0: And she often has a smile on her face. seems like she, she really enjoys what she, what she does. I, mean, I don't know her particularly well, but just seems to yeah, in, enjoy and, and, and sort of spread that positivity and enjoyment throughout people around her.
1: Yeah, no, you've hit her in, in one there, Johnny. She's really positive, um, always sees the good in people and situations and scenarios. And, look, she's had, she's had some really tough injuries early on in her career. So I think, you know, she just knows that you need to enjoy every moment because any moment could be your last. And she's always got a big smile on her face. And one of the big things about Meg is she always brings energy and the hype. And um, uh, so, yeah, she's a great character.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, Rola Lloyd's in, in, you know, back from injury, in, as you say, in, in cracking form, You um, was like special teams, isn't it? Um, bring on Andy Harriman, bring on a, a Dan Norton or a, <laughs> or Perry Baker or Carlin Isles and um, special try teams um, just to get you on and, uh, and score a try. But no, it's great great to see that sevens back and great to see them up and running and obviously moving towards Tokyo. Um, so, yeah, good, good event up at St George's Park at the weekend.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's head over to South Africa now where round two of the domestic competition took place, the women's premier division. EP Queens lost out to or- Border. They lost ten seventeen, and Boland Dames lost five seven to the Sea Cell Sharks. That's a mouthful. The um, D- <laughs> DHL Western Province beat Blue Bulls by twenty nine to eight. So Border and Western Province sit two from two.
0: They do indeed. The Women's Sevens Repechage draw was announced last week. In fact, just after we went off air last week, the event will be held in Monaco, uh nineteenth, twentieth of June. Uh, we'll see the remaining two teams qualifying for the Tokyo Olympics from Argentina, Colombia, France, Hong Kong, Jamaica, Kazakhstan, Madagascar, Mexico, Papua New Guinea, Russia, Samoa, and Tunisia. Oof.
1: It's going to be an interesting tournament. Siege comes out on top. And then, just some pretty big news coming from the World Cup 2021 it includes new dates. Um, the tournament window increases from 35 days to 43 days. It's going to run from the 8th of October to the 12th of November, which allows for a minimum of five a day rest period. All matches to be played at the weekend with an exciting triple bill of matches scheduled per day in the four stages. And all games will be played in Auckland and Wantaria up in the North Island. You are waiting
0: for me to say that. I'm
1: going to get in trouble for that. How do you say yeah.
0: that? Uh, Thangarea, I think.
1: Oh, <laughs> I apologise. Thangare, Thangare up in the North Island.
0: we we'll just bleep that out. Yeah, like yeah, Auckland and, and it's slightly further north on the coast. <laughs> um, yeah, indeedy so. Uh, staying over uh, that, that way uh, this weekend, the Trans-Tasman Sevens. We'll see the Black Ferns take on Australia twice each day for three days over the weekend, Friday and Sunday at Grammar Tech in Auckland. Uh, and that's free to go and watch. So, yeah, again, get yourself down there. Um do your support of women's rugby with your feet. Uh, Saturday, the whole event, including the men's sides, will play Eden Park, Ticketmaster for those tickets. And as ever, it will all be on Sky New Zealand as well.
1: And dates for the 2021 Farah Palmer Cup have been announced. It's a seven week round robin with the top four teams in retrospective premiership and championship divisions playing semi finals. 3rd to the 5th of September, the following weekend, we'll see the retrospective finalist teams off for the Championship and the Premiership titles. Premiership teams this season include Canterbury, Counties, Auckland, Bay of Plenty, Wellington, Ontago and Waikato. And who are the Championship teams running?
0: <laughs> Very good. mano Taranaki, Hawke's Bay, North Harbour, Northern and Tasman. See who you did there. Very good. Uh, rugby Europe. <laughs> has announced the draw for the venues of the rebranded European Sevens Championship Series. But uh, several top teams will be missing choosing to compete elsewhere. The details you need to know there. The championship uh, is in Lisbon, 5th and 6th of June. Moscow, 25, 26th of June. The nine sides competing are Russia, Germany, Romania, Poland, Belgium, Wales, Scotland, Portugal and Spain. In the trophy... So they is the second division, as it were. Ukraine, Sweden, Norway, Turkey, Moldova, Czech Republic, Finland, Georgia, Hungary and Denmark. They will play on the 19th and 20th of June in Zagreb and then in Budapest on the 9th and 10th of July.
1: And this this information has been bit, pretty hard to find, but a historic game at the weekend. And a historic in its true sense, UAE are due to be playing Israel this Friday at the Wingate Institute. I mean, that's just incredible, the fact that rugby is building some unbelievable bridges right now. Oh,
0: that's, yeah, extraordinary. And, and I know that the men's sides have been, been playing each other and, and there's, there's plans to play more. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. sort of jaw dropping stuff with, uh, with what's going on in the region for for sport um, and whether it be our, you know, our sport or, or any other to to unite people is just absolutely sensational. So yeah, we'll try and bring you news of that uh, next weekend if we can find it. Uh, that bit of that information come from Scrum Queens, of course, our good pals over there. Uh, back near our home, Wales, the other side of uh, another bridge. <laughs> uh, they will do a full review of the women's program. Um, after, yeah, really quite disappointing Six Nations, the WRU Chief Executive, Steve Phillips, has promised they will not avoid difficult decisions off the back of the review. Um, this is to be completed in late June by an independent panel. Strength timing, though. You would have thought with a, a new head coach in the World Cup, what, barely a, barely a year away. Um, but things just not right, are they? Um if someone like Rachel Taylor leaves the setup without explanation um that, yeah, it it says things are aren't going particularly well there, so welcome you older thought
1: yeah we be really looking forward to to seeing what those findings are and World rugby council has elected- Dr Jonathan Webb as the newest executive committee member. With Audi Milbar from Asia Rugby and Christina Flores, North America coming in second and third. That means the day to day decisions making of world rugby is done by the committee made up of eleven men and one woman. There has been talks that forty percent of each committee will be female by twenty twenty five. So we'll keep an eye on that.
0: Yeah. But that's not a step in the right direction. If we want to get to 40% on each committee. Um, yeah, it was a, a disappointing one. Um, that one, but not unexpected. Yeah. LB Milby. Um, yes, we certainly had our, our, our backing. Um, but there you are. There's the news from around the globe. I am Shona Paul Hughes and you are listening to the women's rugby people. Join to close. Birth on this episode, episode 79, which you believe, of our regular Tuesday podcast? Yeah, a few shout outs to finish up there with, though.
1: Yeah, this one's an important shout out. It's with the perception agency, Flo Williams. Um, has teamed up with Salford and Nottingham Trent University to develop the first research study into professionalism of women's rugby, mainly to assist the progression of women's rugby off the field. But please complete this if you are in the Allianz, Premier 15s or an international player. Go along to either Flo Williams or Perception Agency and you'll find the link in the bio there to take part. Really, really important that we get that information.
0: Yes, do it. Pho the some great things as ever. She's very uh, very fact and non verbat, isn't she? Monaco doing things as well because they will become the 142nd country to play international women's sevens when they play in the European Sevens Tournament in Belgrade. That'd be a gig, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, wouldn't it just?
0: Oh, Monaco, honestly, <laughs> I, I almost reached international sevens level, really. Honestly, as a as a front rower, I was I was up there. So if there is a little coaching job, do get in touch.
1: And let's head over to Uganda and the news there, the Yules Tens tournament happened at the weekend. Black Diamonds were crowned champions and Mary Nakato was the MVP. But also on that day, over fifty kids were enjoying playing and watching some ruggers.
0: Indeed they they were. Big shout out to Sidmouth RFC Valkyries who are looking for a new head coach for their newly formed side. Please contact Glenn Channing on coach coordinator at sidmouthrfc.co.uk or check out their socials at Sidmouth RFC.
1: And also Sandra Gomez has been in touch from Dartford RFC, former Saracens player, have you know, are uh, also holding the inner warrior camp for anybody of any ability from the age of 11 and up on Wednesday, the 26th, 6.30 till 9 p.m. If you can make it, or if you're not on our live show, that is, then head on down to Dartford
0: RFC. Yeah, indeed. If you're around Dartford, then obviously I encourage you to get down to that you know, warrior event. If you're not, then what should people do on Wednesday, the 26th of May birth? Next Wednesday, eight days time.
1: Well, they need to be getting tickets to join us on our live podcast where we're going to be previewing the semi-final.
0: Or the final, in fact.
1: The final, you're right. <laughs> I'm stuck in this week.
0: Brilliant. Berth's got off to have a, another flagon of coffee because she's clearly not had enough this morning. She is. Uh, we are. We are previewing the final, aren't we? Uh, with our friends Alliance. and uh, we don't know the guests obviously because we don't know who's going to be in that final. One thing I can guarantee you, though, is that Beth will be there. I'm um, hopefully talking about the right game, not looking back at the semis, but we're, no, we'll we we'll be there. We'll be guaranteed that uh, we'll be there chatting about the final. Um, I'll be there and you can definitely get your tickets at eventbrite.co.uk. Early bird offer. First hundred tickets are just three pounds. We did our last uh, live event for free, but uh, yeah, hope everybody understands out there that these things uh, come at a cost and take lots of time, effort and energy and money. Um, so, Yes, three pounds for the first hundred tickets after that, it will be five pounds. With that ticket, very the scintillating chat and the probably the best chat that week around that around that final. We will get some some proper proper stars on um, alongside our own twinkling star Rachel Burford. Um and you'll also get entrance to the draw on the night. And there are four tickets to the final up for grabs. So you need to be there. You need to be in it to win it. That's the bottom line. There's a few other prizes as well, uh, potentially as well. So yeah, do get your tickets. If you're not down at, uh, at Darford for the, uh, inner warrior cap, then uh, do join us on the live show next week, eventbrite.co.uk. That's about it then, Berth, for another week, wrapping it up, crashing towards the end of the season. Got a couple of nice little plans for, uh, post a live event. One special guest, hopefully coming on, and then we'll wrap things up in a couple of weeks' time, really. But uh, for now, thank you very much to everyone: to Sean, to Emerson, to Harry, to Tom, rugby nut and Jenny. Thank you to you, Berth. Enjoy the semi-finals.
1: Cheers, Johnny.
0: Play well. Good luck. May rugby be the winner and queens. <laughs> we we'll see you on Saturday, Buff.
1: Until next time.